what are the practical ways by which a man, a woman, a youth can contend for the faith? How do we preserve the faith that was once delivered unto us such that when Christ returns, he would find faith on earth? Acts chapter 2 verse 42 to 43 says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. One of the practical ways to contend for the faith that was once delivered unto us is to contend by engaging the power of continuity, consistency, and steadfastness. The Bible says, and they, the apostles, and they, the believers, and they, the disciples, every one of them, continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. There are different areas in which we must steadfastly continue. If we will deliver, if we must deliver this faith to the generation coming after us, if we must contend for this faith, the first thing we must learn to do is to engage the power of continuity, to continue in the apostles' doctrine. Doctrine can survive many generations when men and women take full ownership and responsibility for it. Jesus took full ownership of the doctrine of the Father in his days on earth. When the temple priest wondered at the grace and wisdom expressed through his teaching ministry, Jesus responded in John chapter 7 verse 15 to 16, and the Jews marveled saying, How does this man know letters, having never studied? Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine. Can you hear that? My doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. His who sent me. He took full ownership of the doctrine of the Lord. He took complete responsibility of the faith that was delivered unto him. He clearly stated, our Lord said that the doctrine and the teachings were not his, but of the Father who sent him. Our Lord Jesus was inseparable from the doctrine of his Father. And the same thing, the same thing happened to his disciples. They took ownership of the doctrine of Christ, so much so that the charge brought against them in Acts chapter 5 verse 28 reads as follows. Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and you intend to bring this man's blood on us. 
the teachers of the law confirmed that the teaching was in the name of Jesus and the men taught with so much passion, joy and dedication that their attackers, their accusers had no other reason but to believe that it was their doctrine. Although they taught in the name of Jesus, but they accused them for feeling Jerusalem with their doctrine. The disciples did not teach with any form of doubt. They taught with such conviction. They taught with power, with authority, with boldness and faith in the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. They believe it absolutely. They believe the doctrine absolutely. The doctrine of the Lord had become their doctrine. They had no doubt. No doubt whatsoever. Oh, hallelujah. Until a man attains the realm of complete, absolute ownership of the doctrine which we have received, he will depart from faith. Until a woman takes complete ownership, until that woman can say, the doctrine of Jesus are my doctrine. And that doctrine, my doctrines are not mine. The doctrine I teach, the doctrine I believe, the doctrine I share with my neighbors, with my friends, the doctrine that guides my life, the oppressions of my life, that doctrine is not mine. I cannot tamper with it. I cannot change it. I cannot adjust it. I cannot manipulate it to suit men because the doctrine is not mine. It was delivered unto me. I may be running with it as though I wrote it. I may be running with this doctrine as though they are mine. But listen to me. I am passionate about this doctrine. I cannot change anything about it. The doctrine of the Lord are my doctrine. I take ownership of them until that ownership of the doctrine of the Lord is settled in our lives. We will not be able to endure. The early church continued in the doctrine of the apostles, which is the doctrine they received from the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 2 verse 42 to 43 again. Can you see that in Acts? Just <laughs> the second chapter of Acts. They continued steadfastly. First in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. In the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Many, many, many. One way to contend for the faith is by engaging the power of continuity, the power of consistency and steadfastness. Consistency, continuity and steadfastness, they are strategic keys in the realm of the supernatural. The challenge with the present day believer is continuity, consistency, and steadfastness. People cannot stay connected with Jesus like before. The brethren of old continue 
continued in daily study. I mean daily. And when they met, their focus was on teaching. Their focus was on fellowship, breaking of bread, and in prayers. Continue in the apostles' doctrine. Continue in the apostles' doctrine. Continue in the apostles' doctrine. John chapter 8 verse 31 Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed in him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. So there are two types of disciples. The first are the normal disciples. And the second are the disciples indeed. I call them the disciples indeed. The disciples are the ones who follow the Lord Jesus temporarily for what they will gain. They only follow when everything goes along with their desires. They follow as long as everything is fine and okay. They follow when they can gain the kind of attraction, the position, the desires, the money, the husband, the wife, the food, whatever they want, they get it. These are disciples and it's okay to be at that realm. Our Lord Jesus had these two categories. But the true word of God, the doctrine of the Lord, is what we say disciples from disciples indeed the bible tells us in john chapter 6 verse 60 it says therefore many of his disciples when they heard this pay attention to that many of his disciples when they heard this his teachings his doctrines his doctrine they said this is a hard saying who can understand it verse 61 when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, <laughs> complaining disciples, murmuring disciples, angry disciples, they never understand. Things are always too hard for them. He said to them, does this offend you? Now, if we fast forward to verse 65 and 67 to 67 and jesus said therefore i have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my father from that time verse 66 from that time many many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more they went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? Oh, Jesus, you did not go after your sheep. <laughs> oh, no. Disciples follow to depart when they are offended. But disciples indeed stay. They stay because of the true word of God. The same word, the same doctrine, the same teaching that caused some disciples, that caused the disciples to leave, will make disciples indeed to stay. Disciples indeed to stay. 
may I encourage some pastors, leaders, believers engage in making disciples for the Lord? Many disciples will leave you. Disciples of Jesus went back but disciples indeed remain with him. Jesus said, if you do my words, you shall be my disciples indeed. It is better to have 12 disciples than to have multitudes that would follow you only with a desire to hear what they want you to preach to them. Jesus turned to the remaining disciples to know if they would love to follow the other disciples. But before Judas would speak, Peter spoke up saying, in verse 68 to 69, But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of of the living God, the Son of the living God. Friends, our regular church attendance, donation, programs does not secure our place as the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is our continuity, our passion, our love for the word and the doctrine of the Lord that makes us disciples indeed disciples indeed therefore paul charged his son timothy to continue in the doctrine of the lord in first timothy chapter 4 verse 16 he said take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine continue in them continue in them for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee and them that hear thee continue in the doctrine of the Lord continue in the doctrine of the Lord number two continue in the grace of God Continue in the grace of God. Acts chapter 13 verse 43. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. The challenge to continue in the wisdom of men and the strategy of the world is very intense these days. Not once have I heard that the way to fill the church is to prepare a survey and go from door to door in the neighborhood where you intend to plant the church, seeking their opinion on what music they would love to hear. In the church how would they love to see their pastor and other brethren dress what kind of message would they love to hear motivational encouragement career-based spiritual networking and so forth 
Now, the survey is usually processed with some basic human intuition and then a church is planted based on survey from the neighborhood. And indeed, the church is full of people and the pastor is humanly successful based on the human, worldly, sensual, cerebral strategy. <laughs> Where is the grace of God? Where is the grace of God? We have neglected the grace of God. Some allow the grace of God to carry them to a point and thereafter they take charge of the process and relegate the grace of God to the background. Friends, continue in the grace of God. In your marriage, continue in the grace of God. In your education, continue in the grace of God. In your walk with God, never come to a point where you depend on your own wisdom, on your own capacity, on your connection. But brothers and sisters, continue in the grace of God. In your worship, in your use, in the use of your gift and talent, continue in the grace of God. God. The early church continued in the grace of God. It is quite easy to stop and discontinue the grace of God and do things in the flesh. But brothers, sisters, in everything you do, continue in the grace of God. Let grace carry you. Don't force anything. Don't run after human strategy, avoid the temptation of doing it your way. Continue in the grace of God. Continue in the faith. For it is the grace of God that keeps you in the faith. Yes, the grace of God sustains you, strengthens you. Grace is an enabler. Grace enables men. Grace empowers powers grace sustains continue in the grace of god the early church continued in the grace of god before they were exhorted they were challenged to continue in the faith in acts chapter 14 verse 22 the bible says confirming the souls of the disciples exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. It is the grace of God that we carry you through. Through the much tribulation, the persecution and trouble that will confront us even as we advance in the kingdom. Friends, brothers and sisters, I charge you by the spirit of God. Continue in the grace of God. Let the grace of God carry you. Don't be like the Galatian brethren who started in the spirit and were ending in the flesh. They were made perfect in the flesh. No way. Continue in the grace of God. Let the Lord go before you. Continue in the word, in the apostles' doctrine, which is the doctrine of the Lord, which is the doctrine of the Father. Contend. Contend for the faith by engaging the power of continuity, consistency, and steadfastness. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Amen. Lord, my
Let me run the race of time with your life unfolding by, and let the peace of God let it rain. Oh, Holy Spirit, you're my comfort. Strength. Bringing glory unto you.